Bible says they go from strength to strength. Everyone was appearing before him in Zion. Amen. It's, it's very important to be to be sensitive and open to the spirit of God because the scripture says without me you cannot do anything. So it's very, very important, very profitable to always open up to him for direction. Praise God. I was having um, a chat with pastor in, at the office planning for some things and um, looking at things that we need to look at as a congregation and suddenly something came up for me to talk about this morning praise the Lord Jesus said the harvest is what? Is what? But the laborers are what? Did he say they should go to school? What should they do? Pray to whom? The Lord of the harvest. So that he will recruit more laborers. He didn't say Christians are few. He didn't say those who believe in me are few. But those who believe in me and will graduate from just believing into the realms of service in the kingdom, they are the ones that are few, especially when it comes to carrying the gospel around. Do you know that casually, when you have a friend sitting with you, you are talking, you, you, you speak the word of God without any hindrance. You quote scriptures here and there, the person begins to wonder where these things are coming from. But when it is time for you to go and share the gospel, suddenly you go blank. It's as if you don't know any scripture at all. That should alert you to know that somebody somewhere is not interested in that thing you seek to do. And one of my major considerations in life is to put the devil wrong because he's wrong. So anytime I have resistance, that is when I move faster and stronger. Hallelujah. When I got born again, he told me I wasn't born again. So I kept on getting born again. Every time altar call was made, I was there. Because Satan told me I wasn't born again. When I got baptized, the Holy Ghost said, it's not true. Then what you are saying is not tongues. Then I asked me a question. So, why is all these years I've not been talking that kind of thing? Now you are saying it is wrong. But is there any truth in you? No. Satan doesn't have truth. So when we are speaking and he said it's wrong, you don't take it. 
but he always try to confuse you and take away the weapons and the vehicles of glory from under you to make you stagnant and not progress. Hallelujah. We have great weapons. He said the weapons of our warfare, they are what? They are not what? But what? They are mighty where? Through who? They are mighty through God. Otherwise, ordinarily, they are not. They are not canal, but they look so small, tiny, insignificant. Something that you can just ignore and push aside. But they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So there are things we have that may appear insignificant to us and we ignore them to our peril. But if we can exercise faith, that's the element of making a thing go through God. If we can exercise faith and then apply those things in our lives, we begin to see profit. If there are any, any groups of people in this world who are very much endowed for unceasing success, it is the believers. We have all the arsenals to use to succeed in life. But anytime you want to take a step, the devil tells you that is a wrong step. You will not make it. You cannot succeed. When you see your partner, someone that you have witnessed within you, concern that person that this is going to be your life partner, the devil tells you, look at her, look at the eyes. This is a witch. You may have been meeting the person for long and he never spoke that way to you, but the day you made up your mind that this is my wife, he says a lie. That one is a witch. Why didn't you see this witch all the years that you've been meeting and be talking? Is it just today? So he has a profession of turning truth into lies to beat us down. But if you know that you have authority over the enemy, you don't sit down to argue with him. Most times we give him audience and we allow him to talk. And we listen to him. And say, Satan said, several years ago, the Holy Ghost gave me understanding on these things. That's why I want to share one of them with you this morning. And I wrote a little piece. The devil blessed me. I just wrote that one like that and then started developing it. And the devil blessed me. Is there any blessing the devil that he can give to anybody? So what do I mean by saying that the devil blessed me? He made me to know that the path I was taking was right. When he said it was wrong, he blessed me. It was a confirmation that where I was going was right. And that there was something good over there which he wouldn't want me to go for. Anytime you want to take a step of faith and Satan says it's a wrong step, 
begin to sing and bless the Lord because Satan has blessed you. How did he bless you? He made you to know that if you take that step, he, it will be to his disadvantage. And so several times he keeps us our mouth shut and we sit down and moan and we weep on our inside and we don't make any progress in spite of all the deposits that God has placed on our inside. So this morning we want to just look at one of such things. I call them the glory vehicles. The glory vehicles. And the one I'm looking at this morning is testimonies. Testimony, I call it a glory vehicle because it opens the doors for the glory of God to be seen in the lives of people. It's not storytelling. It is recounting the faithfulness of God. Doing what? Recounting the faithfulness of God. That God did this for me. That this God is very faithful. I took this word of God. I did this. I did that. I did that. And then I saw results. God is faithful. So testimonies are affirmations of the faithfulness of God. That this God cannot fail. So when you talk about God and the things that he has done, you are releasing, you are producing an event for the glory of God to affect another person's life. But that is one area that the enemy has been fighting over and over again. Over and over again. Is there anybody who cannot give testimony? But is there someone who can give a testimony this morning? How many of you have testimonies to give? How should I describe you? That you have testimony to share but you refused to share. What are you doing in effect? You are robbing God of what? His glory. And you are robbing your fellow of the impetus that he needs to take off. Because your testimony carries power to lift someone from the low hills or the valleys and place them upon the hills. Your testimony is life. It is scriptures in action. It is what? Scriptures in action. I'll read a few scriptures this morning. And then we go on to look at what the testimonies are. And why people don't share testimonies. One day, several years ago, that was the Sunday after your pastor got born again. 
I went to church and I said, get somebody and give testimony of your salvation to that person. And there was an evangelist in the church who became his partner that day. Now, they paired and they began to share. Then it became clear that some people felt they were born again, but they were not. Because their testimonies did not match with the word. Like somebody told me one day when I was trying to minister to a person in a vehicle, and he said, uh, I got born again from my, from my mother's womb. And I said, I have met the brother of Satan. That you got born again from your mother's womb. That's orthodox. Now, after they shared, because the process that led to his new birth, I didn't ask him anything. I didn't. I now called the fellow to a corner and I asked him, What did that boy tell you? And then he told me what he had told him, how he got born again. And he added something that he does not know. He said, The testimony of Kofi has opened my eyes beyond this person-to-person evangelism that we do. But the ability of a person to understand what God is saying from his word or from a literature and apply the same to himself alone. Because he got born again alone. I just gave him a book. I said, go and read. I Lock yourself up and read. And then let me know what happens there. It was a deeper life material. It was meant to lead a person to Christ. So that's how he got born again. On his own. But a testimony taught somebody something. The other time was also in a church in Nigeria and then here in in Ghana, in Kumasi. Share testimony with somebody. Just tell somebody what God has done for you. And when they finished, I asked him to come and say what they heard. And it sparked off a chain of testimonies. Testimony is the word of God in action that is equally able to reproduce itself in the life of whosoever believes. It is the proof of the veracity of God's word. That this word works. Amen. Tell someone the word of God works. And it will always work. When Jesus says, Go and be witnesses unto me, all you are saying is that go and tell people that the prophecies of old have come to pass. All you are saying is that go and let people know that it is true that God has brought salvation to his people. When you visit in your business, share testimonies for someone else to know that he can run business neatly 
on the strength of the word of God and make neat money instead of going about duping people. But you don't share it. Your testimonies of open doors that brought contrast to you. Share. There was a woman who was a fish seller in a market called Yerwa Market in this town. And that woman was a member of what you know here as Winners Chapel. The one that is called International. There we used to call it Living Faith Church. She was a member. The husband was a pastor. And this woman would come to church early in the morning to sweep the place. After sweeping, arrange all the chairs. It was a big hall. She would do that one without the, without the uh, sanctuary keeping people. That was her own ministry. Tidy up everything. And her friends and colleagues, business mates, already had opened their shops and were selling. And this woman would be in the church working, singing to God. And you will see people lining up in front of the her shop that had been closed not opened they will be there waiting for this woman to come and she was not in a hurry to leave i've shared her testimony everywhere i've pastored i've shared her testimony she will finish take her time to wash her feet clean herself up and then go to that place and greet all of them open the door time for business Within one hour, two hours, she had finished selling. Other shops had been opened early, 6, 6, 37. But there was somebody who was given to service. And the service paid off. And then they asked her, what kind of juju are you using? Is there, it's inside that house. The market and the church were very close. Very, very close. In fact, the church was just after the market. It said the juju is inside that house. Ah, but it, we thought it is a church. That is where it is now. The juju is inside the church. You want to have it? Let's go. And that woman brought a lot of women from the market to that place. They came for juju and they found it. They found the juju that worked for them immensely. Her testimony. Several times your testimonies may not be uttered verbally, but they speak from your actions. What you do will become a testimony that will encourage somebody and bring somebody on course. And another person will hear that testimony and fresh life will come upon him. Testimonies, your friend no adansi die, udi adansi e, se nyangu pon, waya no kwafu, basi, say amen. Glory to God. Testify. In spite of all that God has been doing for us as individuals and as a church, several times we sit. On those things. 
and we don't talk about them. And I was telling pastor one of the dangerous results of not giving testimonies. You create an impression of a dead church. Of what? A dead church. So people come in here, they don't hear anything about what God is doing and don't, don't see it. Always their time they go. Testimonies are part of our lives as Christians. In actual fact, is a dimension of thanksgiving. It is what? A dimension of thanksgiving. When you share the testimony, you are giving thanks to God. When you share, you are announcing to the world that this God is faithful. When you share, you are saying that we are more than conquerors. When you say you are telling others, don't accept failure. You can always make it. Always what? Make it. If God did it for this person, then he can do it for me and even more. But all we are saying is that that means he was going to look for other means to make it to put God to shame what hasn't God done for us Hello? Now, nah. is God not faithful? Do you, do you know something? I tell people, if I don't know anything, I know one thing, that once I was blind, but now I see. Once I was a sinner, lost and condemned to destruction, but now I'm free. If I don't know anything at all, we had one of our brothers here. He's gone. He's now in uh, in Italy. He's been there for quite some time now. Every Sunday, when this work began somewhere in uh, Adenta, every Sunday he will give his testimony, and you'll be wondering the testimony. I want to thank God. I'm strong. I'm what? Now you will sit down there and say, well, for how long will this man be saying I'm strong? Okay, must he wait to be weak? Before he comes to say I'm weak, is he not strong? I'm strong, and my business is going on. You can choose to believe him or doubt him; it doesn't matter. The important thing is that he knew. So every Sunday, you come and give testimony. You are free to be angry; doesn't matter. So every Sunday, you can give a testimony. Once upon a time I was lost. But now I'm a child of God. And I live victoriously. You are singing the song of the most high God. For those who need to hear to hear. Praise God. If you know how much the devil hates testimonies. If you knew that one, you won't let him have a field day. On the platform of full gospel, 
testimony is a major matter. So we're going to open a new chapter of the full gospel in a place called Azari. And I was going to be a testifier. The main person for the meeting. And the night, maybe one day I will tell you my testimony. I will tell you where I went to, how far I went away from God. Before you brought me in. Maybe one day. I will share that one with you. So you understand me when I talk the way I talk. Some of you, you were born to Christian homes. Your father and your mother, all of them were Christians. You didn't see anything. From your infancy, they bought you everything that you needed. You know, so you didn't, you didn't see anything. Your school fees were paid before you woke up. Before you, you woke up, they, they had been paid. Food was ready for you in the morning. You wake up to breakfast. What is breakfast? Fast what? What are you fasting? The breakfast. No? It is fast, fast. You are, so, 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 you don't see anything that God has done for you. You don't. But some of us, we went very far and very deep into some places. But this God of mercy, He made grace to abound in my direction. Now, I was going to share that testimony. So, in the night, the night before that day, I had some terrible encounters. And I will share that one with you now. It wasn't, I don't sleep much at night. That's one of the diseases I have. Diseases I have. I have some diseases. It's one of them. The other one is the incurable disease of eating rice. You understand? It's a disease. It's incurable. You can't cure it. (laughs) Praise God. So I have some diseases like that. You know, they are positive ones. And this thing about not sleeping much at night, especially... A night before meetings like this. I, even when I try to sleep, I can't sleep. Why? Because so much will be going on in my system. So I was lying down there when I saw a huge being with cuts on the body, dripping blood. Very huge. And as the being was approaching people are running away because he was he was tearing people asunder at that moment i didn't know who that being was but i stood before that being and i cursed that being in the name of the lord i was violent in that thing i didn't know whether i was awake or asleep and that being fell like that and then I heard the Lord tell me that is the spirit of Buddha. That is what? What is he looking for? Now, when I, I woke up, I came to myself and I began to hear some music. Instrumentals. Far away. And that was the kind of music we used to, to use 
in meditation. So my testimony was going to be destroyed that night. The enemy wanted it that I would not go for the meeting. I was living in a duplex. The staircase from the sitting room up there, it was what I was using every day. But this very day, when I saw that thing and then I heard that sound, I began to pray in the spirit. So some excitement, some joy came into me like that and I was singing. So running down the stairs, I slipped. And it was the back of my head that was targeted to hit the edge of the staircase. But I put my hand there. And then I, I, I was there for a while. I began to laugh. I sat down and I said, oh yeah, let's go. Since you don't like your testimony, let's go. So I began to run to the place of meeting. I didn't have a car. Began to run. And they were waiting for me there. And I was singing one song. I, I did not know when I got to the place and when I entered with a song in my mouth singing loud. It started everybody. And then the president looked at me like that and he just signaled me to the altar. That was a sensitive person. He didn't allow me to sit down at all. I went still to the altar and began to share a testimony. And I told them how the devil was defeated in the night. And how he tried to follow me but couldn't enter the hall. That was the testimony I shared and I made altar call. And see people trooping in. Why? Because many of them had been in captivity in the hands of the enemy. And they didn't know how they could come out. But they got to know there's a power stronger than the one that the devil has. And you have said testimonies in your mouth, but you will not share them. Isaiah 32. I will ask you to read from verse 14 to 20. Or because of time, I will just speak some two, three verses. 14. Because the palaces shall be forsaken, the multitude of the city shall be left, the forts and towers shall be for dens forever, a jar of wild asses and pasture of flocks, until the Spirit be poured upon us from on high, and the wilderness. Be a fruitful field, and a fruitful field be counted for a forest. Then judgment shall dwell in the wilderness, and righteousness remain in the fruitful field. And then he went on to talk. By in verse 20, Blessed are ye that sow beside all waters, that send forth thee the feet of the ox and the ass. Looks very strange scriptures. For a morning like this. Issues remain as they are. As terrible as they are. As frustrations as they are. I mean frustrating as they are. 
until you allow the spirit to come upon the situation and turn the wilderness into what a fruitful land your testimony is a release of the spirit after his work in your life is a release when you share them it's like coming from the realms of the spirit upon a disadvantaged situation upon a wilderness upon a defeat upon a confused state and then turns it around and makes it good and he says we sow along many waters we don't share testimonies just when we come to dominion chapel but we share testimonies everywhere we go everywhere we go everywhere we go it's me if i receive revelation from god i i tell people do you know why the more i share the revelations the more revelations i get the more you share your testimonies the many more testimonies that come your way so your testimony is like the release of the spirit of god onto an adverse situation to turn that situation into something else so testimony becomes a fertilizer it becomes what a fertilizer that changes the wilderness into a fruitful land your testimony is all that somebody needs for a breakthrough in life your testimony is all that somebody needs to quicken the joy that is inside him your testimony is all that somebody needs to have clear vision in life. In chapter 17 of First Samuel, we won't be able to go there, but you know the story. The story of uh, David against who? Goliath. David rode upon the wings of testimony. Upon what? The wings of testimony. Testimonies are not to be in the head. Testimonies are to be on the lips. On the tongues of men. <coughs> you declare them. You do what? Hallelujah. Now, now you see, when you face challenges and you forget about your testimonies, the challenges grew, they grow bigger than you and begin to swallow you up. But if you can remember your testimonies, the things that God has done for you, what he has done for other people, and you begin to declare them, unusual strength will well up on your inside and you begin to ride upon the tongues of life. You press them down and keep on going forward because a force is released into your system by reason of the account you are making. You are giving account of what God has done and this God will not stop doing what he did. He can keep on doing that over and over and over and over again. Because he has not changed. If he gave somebody a job, he can give you a job better than what they gave to the person. So there's no point for envy. No point for what? Envy. It keeps you on the realms of joy. You begin to praise God because of what he has done for you. You begin to dance when there is no music around you. 
Because you are remembering God, what he has done. You remember when there was supposed to be an accident and God just came in like that. Like the one that almost happened to me in 28th, on the 28th of April. 1980. Several years ago. I had gone to Nigeria. It was the first time I went to Nigeria. And I was going somewhere from Ife. Uh, I was going to a town to see one Ghanaian and to see if there could be any connections that would land me in the, with a job. And um, where my, my friend and I, the two of us, we left Ghana together. And we were in a 404, 404 car. How many of you saw 404? Pijo 404. Now, we were in 404. Uh, it was um, um, a saloon. They, they were doing um, Kabu Kabu. It's a private car that's been turned commercial. That was the kind of vehicle we were in. And the road to that place was very tortuous. Like that. Narrow. Like the kind that we, we had on this Ebru road before. Now what you are seeing is a dual carriageway. What we saw before, when you were climbing the Ebru mountain, you begin to talk to God, even if you, you didn't know him, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, let me go and return. Because when you, you look down, you, you'll be frightened. I tell you. One day I saw the thing like that. I said, I won't follow this place again. I will go by the old road. Let, me, let it take me 10 hours. I will still get there. It could make a pregnant woman to abort. Very dangerous. Narrow like that. So it was on such a road that we were applying and then in a curve, a vehicle had broken down on one side. And another one coming this way with speed. And we were going that way with speed. And the two cars were going to meet at the point where the broken down vehicle was. And I didn't know Jesus. The driver screamed. Friends, I cannot tell how the two vehicles past each other. I can't tell. Well, I believe everybody in that car knew we were dead. But I had, I had something about me. When I saw danger, I would laugh. It wasn't that I was not afraid. But the laughter I learned from films several years ago. I would just laugh like that. I would laugh quack, 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 quack like that. The man turned and looked at me. So he believed I had juju on me. I was just laughing. And we were going to die. God just saved us. And he had a reason for doing so. I got to know that later. The next morning, when we were returning, the same spot, four people had died. Four. Four. That means people in one vehicle must have been killed. And they had been, they had, they covered them with leaves. Four people, the same spot. It could have been me. It could have been somebody else. It could have been anybody. 
Why was it not me? It's in the wisdom of God. What will I do? Let me tell the world about how faithful God is. If not for his intervention, I will not be here talking to you today. Here, airport residential area, we went on demonstration. University of Ghana, demonstration. I was, um, I was and I am a vandal. And we were at the forefront. Some guys said they would not go. All those guys were, the police went there, organized them and beat them up. And then they crossed us over there. When we started retreating, we sat down thinking they would leave us alone. They started beating us. So we got up and we were retreating. And we, behind us was a fence, a barbed wire fence. And one fellow tried to climb the thing and they broke his leg. I saw the leg dangling like that. The bone was broken. They used the, they, that, their, their, their stick, the truncheon, and then broke the leg. How would I jump over this thing? How I left that place, I don't know. Till today. But I found myself on the other side. I don't know. I don't know. I cannot tell. But I know I jumped the fence. They shot one of us at the gate. And I was close to the person that was shot. Why was it not me? I ride upon the wings of testimonies. When I'm faced with challenges, I remember the faithfulness of God and I remember that this God has not changed what he did he's able to do the same and even more why are you keeping mute over your testimonies some people say that when we get born again we shouldn't talk about our past who told you we talk about our past to glorify God we don't talk about our past with nostalgia no, but to glorify God. If it had not been him. And if he did it, then he can do it again and again and again and again. And that is what David did. He meant it was a mismatch. So David was against they say call him Goliath Abi. huge by all standards not as much the king tried to dissuade him he said don't don't do it where I've gone you've never you've not gone there you are a king but you don't know what this God but I know him he said the people who do know their God they shall be strong and they shall do what express so it takes strength to be able to do exploits. That strength is inner strength. And he said, I was watching over my father's flock. And who came first? Was it, is it a bear or a lion? Okay, one of them. 
It's either that uh, the the fish swallowed Jonah or Jonah swallowed the whale. There was a swallow. Say so the two of them, I tore them and secured the life of the of the of the of the tender tender sheep. Said so that God who gave me that victory will make this man mince meat for me. And so he went with that and began to declare things. And he told Goliath, this is what I heard. You were not there, but I was there. I heard this one. It's not in the Bible. Goliath, how many children has your mother got? Goliath says six. He said minus one today. Minus what? One. Your mother will lose one child today. Here, and you are the one. I will kill you and remove your head and give your flesh to the vultures to eat. And Goliath looked at this small boy who was making noise. He said, you don't know. One strike and you will be gone forever. It became the war of gods. The war of what? He was representing his God. Goliath was. And David was also representing his God. In the life of testimonies, you are representing your God to tell the devil that you are not a match to the God I'm serving. You can roar. You can do anything. But I'm more than a conqueror. I'm a perpetual chronic winner. I'll win this battle. In fact, it has already been fought. The battle has been fought. I'm just one that collects booties. That is why I'm here. My God has not slept and he will never sleep. You encourage yourself. And David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. How did he do it? He began to reflect on the arm of the Lord and he encouraged himself. No matter how many stand against me, I am a winner in this matter. Why, if God be for me and with me, who can be against me? The strength of testimonies. When you sit down to meditate on the acts of God, fresh release of life, the ease, it comes, some strength comes into you. You begin to rejoice. And you see yourself making it and making it again and again. And all your loneliness will come to an end. Because you discover that there is somebody inside you there. That makes you matter. He makes you do what? Matter. But when you don't do it. You are disturbing yourself. And you are depriving others. Of the required push they need to make it in life. Where we were raised, testimonies was a major thing. So you hear somebody come give testimony. He said two Sundays ago, one brother gave a testimony. This is what he said. And I went home and I applied the same principle. And here am I 
this is what the Lord has done for me. So you will see one testimony generating another testimony and keeps on generating because there's life. The testimony is of the word. What is what's supposed to be the structure of my testimony? Because I've listened to several testimonies and they are nothing. That's not testimony. That's not testimony. They will never tell you what they asked God for. And they won't tell you what they did. They will just say, God did it. What did you do? So in testimonies, there must be a situation. There must be what? A situation. Then there must be an understanding of the principles, the word of God concerning that situation. And then the application, the step that you take that will produce the results. So when you are giving the testimony on so and so and so date, I had this challenge. And I remembered God's word. I remembered what our pastor said. And please, your testimony should not become the platform for you to raise your pastors and sometimes confuse them. It's about God. But your pastor was an instrument that God used. The glory belongs to who? Our pastor said, I remember what our pastor said. That is permissible. And say what the pastor said. And then this is what I did. And this is the result. You say, our God is faithful. Or you are saying glory to God. Hallelujah. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's my upbringing and my, my, my own disposition. When they call my name like that, during testimony, I feel very uncomfortable. I feel what? Because I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. It's it just like when I preach the message and somebody is preaching and he says the things that I said. And I said, uh, it, you, are stealing, you are stealing from my message. Do you have a message? Do you know the meaning of message? Message is that somebody's word is what he gave to you to carry somewhere. So you don't have a message. It is God that gave you something to say. You are not the originator of it. You are not. So what you say here this moment, if I go out and I say the same thing, you have no right to ask me uh, to give, pay you rights. What do they call it? You accuse me of plagiarism and then I should pay what? There's no, there's no royalty here. Because this book, there's nobody who can tell me that he applied to the publishers before he preached. Do you apply to them? Huh? And your own, your, own, your, your, your own sin is even too much. Because you will quote uh, New King James and you say, you quote King James and you say, message. And you say, uh, you'll, be, you'll be referring to about 10 or, or more. Have you taken permission? Did you tell the Holy Ghost that, excuse me, I want to use your voice today? So there's nothing like that. If you preach message and I like it, I'll go and preach the same. I'll preach the same. The same thing. I can pick you word for word and say it. 
and then I'll add my own. That will make the difference. Amen. So somebody's message or somebody's testimony, when you catch it, it's original. It's what? Original. And then you go and duplicate it. You go and do what? You duplicate it. In his own, it was football. By yours, it's your business. You are a trader. But the principles are the same. They work everywhere. So when you are giving testimony, tell us what really happened. What was the challenge? What was the problem? What came your way? And the scriptures that the Holy Ghost just gave to you at, at a spare moment, or what you remembered, what somebody has said. It could be your pastor, it could be somebody else. Somebody came to sing and he made a statement. Now, some of you, the only time you pay attention is when it's, it's preaching time. Your blessing could be the good morning that came from the person who led the opening prayer. Opening prayer. Brethren, good morning. Let's lift our hands and bless the name of the Lord. And then he quotes one scripture. That is all you need for that day. But once it's that time, you, you won't pay attention. We are just moving about. Please, don't come and tell us what you are not confident to talk about. If you slipped into sin, don't, don't cover it. Say it. I slipped. I went in doing this. And then this, what happened? I remembered this. And I took a step and God gave me victory. So there must always be the challenge. The step you took and the result that came. Those elements are very important in giving testimonies. Why don't people give testimonies? Why don't they give testimonies? There are many reasons. But I'll just mention a few. Sometimes because of us. Because of who? Church members. The moment somebody comes out to give a testimony of financial breakthrough, after service, after service, as soon as we close, hey, Brother James, you are looking wonderful. You are looking wonderful. What are they going to be but now with testimony, I encourage me, pa. I encourage me. In fact, I encourage me. <laughs> testimony, I shame him crying. I shame him crying, pa. Hey, me news ni ami who onusa. Oba oba. You see, this God can use a little amount and turn around your fortunes. My own challenge is how to get that little amount. Hi, Father, in the name of Jesus. Help me to get that little amount. Send men my way, O oh Lord. Send men. You are working on the emotions of that person. So the person can put something. If he doesn't, he says, Sister, I'm going. Okay, brother. We'll meet again. We almost ram me a Christopher. Say you are Christians. Ordinary this small money that I'm looking for. From all that God gave you, could you give me small money? So when you do that to him, the next time you want to give testimony, please listen to me. Your blessings come from the Lord. 
He can use people to bless you. But you don't compel and cajole people to give you. Don't do it. Don't do anything that looks like you are asking for something. All those ties, all those uh, approaches. Don't. It's exciting when the thing reaches you unsolicited. Just comes like that. You begin to wonder why it happened and how it happened. And you have a testimony. But when you go to manipulate people for it, you don't have a testimony. Because when you are sharing, you mention that one. But you make them have a fat and horse. Ah, and while two the boat of Lua, hey, well, you say, Yami or Doc, Yami or Doc, Yami or Doc. That's no testimony. You're only showing us how crookish you are. Don't stop someone from giving testimonies with your demands. Number two. Some of us don't have understanding of the provider. God will not provide something for you and now open the door for the devil to come and take it away because you gave testimony. So when I give testimony, anytime I give testimony, I have problems. You need to become a testimony yourself. Don't have that fear. Testimony is praise to God. You are showing the glory of God. And it makes God happy. And there's no how God will sit down and watch the enemy come and now compound your situation. Just like some people say, when I wasn't born again, my business was flourishing. Ever since I gave my life to Christ, it has been one thing or the other. You were paying bribes and receiving bribes when you are not born again. Now you are not paying bribe. Now what you have to pay is faith. Pay what? Faith. And you are not ready for faith. Just it's not coming. But whoever said that the day you get born again, everything will be rosy for you. Who told you that one? So when you go on evangelism, don't confuse people. It is true. But let a person understand what you mean. But it takes away the hardship. But you've got to come to a point of understanding to be able to walk with him and see what he has provided. Praise the Lord. And number three. The first one is what? Don't stop people with your demands. Don't. Just because somebody is generous, every time that's where you cry to. You... <laughs> when you see the person coming and cry school fees, he cry. But the person is within earshot. Is within what? So he will hear what you are saying. And then he will now call you, brother. There's no problem. No problem. How much is the school fees? The first thought, let me inflate it. I can get some for transport too. Hallelujah. The second one is what? Understand who? 
the provider. When he gives, he defends. When he gives you, he does what? He defends it. So when you are testifying, don't think that Satan will have access to that thing. The God that gave it to you is the one who is able to keep it. So be bold and have confidence in God when you are testifying. Because the testimony should bring more. And finally, finally, let your testimony be free from chains. Be free from what? Chains. What are the chains? The Lord visited you, came to give testimony. The next moment you are practicing that which is evil. Don't put chains around your testimony. One day I said there are people that God will take time to think before he gives them money. Well, if he's not careful, he may lose them. There are some of us here, if, if, if one million cities fall into our hands now, we need a special prayer squad to intercede for your defense and return. Because we'll be looking for who will find you. Why? That one million sent you to unknown lands. Unknown lands. So we now have to now have a meeting here. We have not seen this sister. We have not seen this brother. What happened? One million. After their testimony, man manifesting. We now begin to pray all manner of prayers. Father, in the name of Jesus, secure his life. Don't let evil befall him. Bring him back to us, oh God. Bring your son here. God said, I didn't take him anywhere to bring him. He went. He did what? He went. We pray a man of prayer. Lord, touch his heart. Is there any heart to be touched? The man will get heart again. You nurture your testimonies. You do what? You nurture the testimonies. Nurture the testimonies. Live a life that is worthy. Walk before the Lord. Don't walk before your wealth. Walk before the Lord. Appreciate him all times. That is the reason why you are what you are. And he that began a good thing, he will surely bring that one into a glorious end.